The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Breeze Nation, what is good? It's your boy, Pat the Designer, back at it again. We got the lighting right, finally. We, we, we're we lit <laughs> in the studio. We don't look we like you're in the back in. rooms anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't look like we're living in a dungeon no more, so we got that going for us. That's a good thing. A uh, lot to talk about today, though, man. A lot to talk about today. Um, Bears training camp, first day in pads. So exciting, dog. Like, I'm, I'm you can't, I can't tell you how big of a difference it is to see this team in pads versus seeing this team uh in, in basically right t-shirts and shorts uh it gives you a very much a very different perspective tells you about a little bit more on the running game and the defense we're going to talk about what we saw from the lines as well hit that like button subscribe to the page man we do talk chicago sports daily on this channel it's the only channel talking chicago sports how chicago talks so make sure that you get in Tune with us, man. Stop playing with your boys out here, man. You see us in a stew. Yeah, kid, well lit over there, looking like a a ray of sun with that. Maybe a little too much light. Maybe a little. You look like Simba when uh when uh what's his name held him up to the light to the sun. Oh lord, it's the circle (laughs) of light. Hey, you go wait till we get on the live so I can't adjust the light. I hate you for that. By the way. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. I'm looking here and I'm looking here. It looks better here. You look better here. You're fine. You're good. You're good. Don't worry about it. But no, man. I mean, we got. I got some questions for you, man. Since you're you're in the building, you know. Obviously, I want to hear. First of all, again, I'm as always proud of you, my boy. You know, we gonna get that out the way. You're still a punk, but anyway, you know, want to say something else anyway. But being in the building, I gotta ask you this. Tell us the real difference. I mean, this is some of the things you touch on on the Bears podcast. Again, y'all check that out right there. Uh, there's probably going to be a link somewhere down there for you all to check that out. Go support that one as well over on ESPN 1000. Uh, but tell us the difference between, one, obviously, the shorts versus the pads now. I mean, clearly it's a different practice at this point. Pause. Um, but also, like, the level of athleticism that and how it looks versus what you've you know, you're coming from someone who watched from afar. Now you're there, up close person. You you have a different vantage point than most people will ever have who who watch us and, and entertain this. What's the difference? Explain that as best you can. Well, I mean, first off, right, and 
talking about first day in pads, you can tell what the lines look like. You can kind of tell um, what some of the, the groupings are going to look like and what are going to be, you know, and this is the first day. You can't take everything away from it. But listen, mm -hmm. uh, I run a lot faster without an extra 15 pounds of weight on me than if I had an extra 15 pounds of weight on me, right? And and that's kind of what you get to see out there. Now they're not, I mean, it's not like they're out there, right, fully dressed for a game, but you kind of start to get to see what the blocking scheme looks like. Um, you, you get to see a lot more from the offensive line. You get more of a semblance of what it is. And I think the biggest thing to, to take away um, from when you see them in pads and when you're seeing them in person is that video does not do justice to the speed of some of these guys. When y'all see Tyler Scott on video, when y'all see DJ Moore on video, they're a lot faster. I'm telling you this right yeah. now. Like, and we saw that a little bit today, right? In 11 on 11's first play, Justin Fields drops back, lets it go to DJ Moore. Of course, that's his go-to guy, right? That's the guy he's going to be spending a lot of time throwing the ball to. Um, hits DJ Moore right in the hands. DJ Moore gone, takes off. And it was the first time probably since the first day I was there where you got to see DJ Moore kind of go, hey, guess what? Uh, I'm faster than most of y'all out here. And he just takes off. And, oh, I mean, Justin Fields talked about it, right? There's a level of speed that we never talk about. There's a level of speed that DJ Moore has that he never goes to in practice. And you rarely see him need to go to it in uh, uh, the real game because he's just faster than everybody else. And we got mm -hmm. to see a little bit of that today. I think that's something where is it, it's you, you remember on the video game where you can get a speed burst, mm -hmm. like yeah, on blitz yeah. where you can hit the speed burst. Like it looks like that in real life. It's kind of crazy to see like legit. Like you just like, Oh, like, like when you see Ty, I can't imagine what it's like to see Tyreek Hill in person. <laughs> that's really what it comes down to for me. But I thought, I mean, listen, the, for a first day practice, um, we got to got to start to see kind of what the blocking scheme of this team is going to be and, and what their focus is going to be. There's going to be a lot of deep shots. And we also got to see them really try to get the ball to chase Claypool and, and establish who the number two in this offense is going to be. How does your perspective changed on the prep, uh, preparation? You know, again, coming from us just watching from afar to you now seeing it. How much more appreciation do you have for one, the coaching staff, the trainers, things of that nature? Now that you see it a little bit more in action. And ultimately, how do you think that's going to parlay into the season compared to what we've seen or, or heard years prior? I think that here, here's the one thing that I'll say when I look at Coach Flus, right? And, and and just this team as a whole, it feels like they're using people the right way. It feels like they're using people the way that they're mm -hmm. supposed to be used. I haven't seen anybody get used in an experimental way the entire time I've been here. Like they're not, mm -hmm. and that, that's the biggest difference from last year to this year, especially right with the line play. Think about the mm -hmm. offensive lines we had coming in last season. We literally were like, Tevin Jenkins is a two, or, or he's running with the second team. Now he's running with the first team. Now he's a right guard. Now he's a left guard. Maybe we could try him at center. Ah, oh, that didn't work. Let's not do that. Uh, Larry <laughs> Borum's in there. You know what I mean? Like, there were so many experiments that the Bears were doing, and now there's not, there's not nearly as many experiments. There's not nearly as many. Uh, we're trying to see how these guys fit. You got a lot of guys that are coming in in the second year of this system and some guys who are the first year of this system, rookies coming in, and we'll talk about them as well, who are – they have their role. DJ mm -hmm. Moore's your number one. You know that. It, they're trying to make Chase Claypool the number two. And today there was a lot of like – there were seven-on-seven drills in the end zone where you're trying to force feed him, right? 
Um, and there were some passes that ended up getting away, but then, you know, they trying to take deep shots to chase Claypool and you can tell that they're trying to establish this chemistry between him and Justin now, because that's going to be something major during the season. Um, and so I, mm-hmm. I it, it's something that it feels competent. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I, know, I know we haven't had that word used much. But it just feels competent. It feels like I don't know if Matt Eberflus is going to be the head coach at the end of the day when the Chicago Bears are winning Super Bowls. And I'm saying when the Chicago Bears are winning Super Bowls. I don't know if if Ryan Poles will be the GM by then, but it does feel like it. It does feel like there's stability from the top down. It does feel like there is leadership from the top down. Ryan Poles in the chat, by the way. Ryan Poles, what's going on with you, brother? Good to see you what's here as going always. On, Ryan man. Poles. Shout out to Ryan Poles <laughs> in the chat, man. I, 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 he's, he's done his job, man. Maybe an edge rusher, though. But no, it, it just, there isn't any, confu- I, I'm not confused about what anybody's role is here. And really, the parts that I'm asking questions on is, okay, is this guy going to be the fourth receiver instead of this guy? Is this guy going to be the the uh, uh, backup DB, or is he going to be the starting DB? Are we seeing guys here who could take other guys' jobs in the future? It just feels like it's a more stable environment. Talk about that for a second. Talk about that. Uh, clearly, that the wide receiver room was something we've we've we ain't really seen our wide receiver room realistically, even when we did have wide receivers in there, because we didn't really have the people to throw to them. So talk yeah. about that dynamic, right? You saw the 11, uh, 11 or 11, 707 drills, things of that nature. Talk about what you saw from that. Obviously, we know DJ Moore is going to be a stud, but let's let's get into the other people. Like, this is the first time I've heard Chase Claypool's name positively almost. Like, let's talk about what he looks like out there. Uh, I am positive on Chase Claypool. The only The only gripe I have on Chase Claypool is... I feel like he doesn't utilize his size the way I want him to, but it's the first day of training camp, and there's things that the coaches are going to teach out of him. Um, but Chase Claypool has all the talent in the world, and you can see it. I think people don't uh, – by the way, hit that like button, subscribe to the page, man. Do talk Chicago Sports Daily. I, I think people don't um, – people don't recognize how much talent he has because – he. you know who he reminds me of? This is going to be a tough comparison. Ooh, a better version, a much a much more further improved version. But he reminds me of how Patrick Williams is. He doesn't realize everything that he can do with the size that he has. Because a lot of times for me, there was a couple of balls that are thrown where to me, I want to see Chase Claypool high point. Basically go up at be be big. Like, what's, what's the play? Be tall. I bet I got that. <laughs> I mean, like, that's all I want to see him do. And a lot of times we see Chase Claypool try to catch it here or he's trying to do one of these here, which you're taught to catch it in your chest. I'm not telling you not to do that, but there are times where, right, like there was a play today, Justin basically throws it into triple coverage. As 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 a quarterback, right, you never want to throw it into triple coverage. But if you do throw it into triple coverage, you want to have the guy down there that's 6'5 that can go up over everybody and make one of two decisions. I'm going to stick my hand up here and grab this mug, or I'm going to bat it away from the rest of the defense because I'm bigger than everybody else down here. Mm-hmm. I feel like we don't see Chase do that enough. But okay. with even all that being said, you can see the... Is that uh, evident? It, I don't like, know. Is that one of those, like, what we perceive, like, if we were that big... Like if I was that big, we everyone has that thing. If I was six four, this that and the other, I'd be trucking people, this that and the other. Or is it more of a he just has his own way? Let's say I I, I like to use the word finesse. I don't want to play soft. Let's say he has like a finesse 
he goes about his game in a, a way with a certain level of finesse that ultimately we don't think fits his body type. Like, what what are we really communicating? He's now? definitely not a finesse guy. He oh, Tyler okay. Scott said it best. He runs his routes like people are in his way. Um, he, he has no problems being aggressive. I just, to me, I feel like he doesn't use his height to the most potential. It's not to say he's not using his height, but right, like think of a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, right? He's just bigger than everybody else. Or how Megatron used to—that's a very big difference in, in size. That's a huge difference right how, there. How oh. Megatron used to be, right? Like you think about Chase Claypool, six four, probably six five. And Is when it, you see him, he looks every bit of six four, six five, right? Okay. So a six five receiver to me is going to do what? I could just throw this mug up there. And you should be able to go out there and say, I got it. Don't worry about it. Boom, we come down with the ball. Or I'm going to just knock this mug away. To me, that's what I want to see him do more times than not. And I feel like he goes in with the, I'm going to let the ball come to me. I'm going to catch the ball in my chest, Mm -hmm. which is very slot receiver mentality type of, of player. And it's not, I don't think it's something that will stick with him his whole career. I actually think it's something that the coaches probably will eventually get to a point where they're like, listen, you just have to do this. Um, so you're like, he, he runs the route aggressively, but he doesn't go to the ball aggressively. He doesn't get, to, he doesn't get to the highest point of the ball. Gotcha. Okay. Like think about like, uh, uh, um, Steve-O brought up a great name. Think about Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall, when he got the ball. Yeah. Like you just like, you were just like, Oh God, like what I'm gonna do. Hey, but like, B Marsh is a different dude. Like, I mean, he he even interviews aggressively. So I mean, like, but that's but that's a thing. You know but but when you see Chase, Chase does everything aggressively, except TikTok. He does everything. Like when he's running his routes, when you if you're in his way, you're not in his way. Mm. So it's just one of those things to me where I just want to see him. It, like you can, it, it's. It's almost a Jalen Brown conversation, right? Like, I'm not going to throw out a bad, a, a, a good wide receiver because there's one issue with him. I think he's going to have a very good impact. I think with Justin Fields having DJ Moore on the other side, um, there's just going to be times where Chase Claypool is going to have an ability to get open and he's going to find his way into the end zone because of how aggressive he runs. And there's one thing that I don't like about his game, and it's high pointing. But it's not like – like, literally the fix for him high pointing is, hey, Chase – Put your arms up. <laughs> Does yeah. he got springs like that? You know, is he like Nick Young out here? You know, they say Nick Young had one of the craziest verts, but kid, could not kid, didn't kid, get much on, off of off of two feet. Kid, he don't need him. He's six five. Most of the DBs that are guarding him are lucky to be six foot. That's true. If he true. jump a little bit, he's six eight. If he jump a lot, he's almost at seven feet. You know what I mean? So like. It, it's just about using your size, your advantage. It's the only thing I can t- I can take away that I've seen here in training camp that I did see when he was in Pittsburgh um, and that I think is, is probably the biggest gripe that a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans had with him outside mm-hmm. of the TikToks and wanting fun, which, by the way, he's got to love this environment because he was like, Mike Tomlin, uh, if we could just play some music up in here, literally music going all day at training camp. They'd be vibing up in that month. And the nice. DJ is cold. Because the first day we was out there when DJ Moore caught a touchdown, he had Go DJ queued up. And as soon as he caught that mug, it was like, Go DJ, that my <laughs> DJ. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Are we doing this? <laughs> right, right. What about the other two slots? So we got Chase on one. We got DJ Moore. Who did you see else? I, obviously, you mentioned Tyler Scott. Tyler, uh, I, Tyler I think Scott he came is, in when DJ Moore was not playing, right? Well, no. So Tyler Scott came in. They, they were running. Um, 
I want to say that was in, I believe that was 11 on 11, um, where Tyler Scott came in because DJ Moore went up to catch a ball that Justin threw into triple coverage, and he tried to catch it like this, came down on his head, looked like he got, you know, little cobwebs. I don't think that it's anything to worry about. And they came mm. right back in the very next play. Um, but it got that that opened up the space for Tyler Scott to come in. And the reason that I asked uh, Matt Eberflus that question today was because Tyler Scott, when you see this guy, he talked about it on the Chicago Bears podcast. And we were sitting there asking him about kind of what his game or, or what is he going to bring outside of speed? Because guess what? It's a lot of fast dudes in the NFL that aren't good. And it's like, it's like, hey, yeah. I'm fast. Go run track. You know what I mean? Like, straight line <laughs> speed don't mean much in the NFL because if you want to run in a straight line, I'm going to hit you in your mouth. Mm. Tyler Scott is – he talked about having a torn ankle his last year in college and how coming into year – coming into being drafted now, right, he wasn't able to show very well against press coverage. And when guys were pressing up because of the ankle, he couldn't get off the line as fast, couldn't make his move as well, so he wasn't able to take off. When I tell you this kid at the line, and this is why I say the speed, he uses his speed like DJ Moore. Now, he doesn't have the same speed as DJ Moore, but he uses his speed like DJ Moore, where it's an accentuation of everything that happens before he actually takes off. So mm-hmm. at the line, on the left side, I can't I want to say it was Kyler Gordon that was guarding him um but he makes a hezzy move at the line takes off down the left side and little hitch at the end and he's gone and Justin Fields maybe he underthrew the pass a little bit that's kind of what people are complaining about on it but Tyler was so far ahead of him he had time to stop jump up grab the ball run into the end zone and score a touchdown and those are the things to me that when you see a young player like that we're asking who's going to be that other guy right your first three are set darnell mooney chase claypool uh dj moore those three are set no matter what yeah you're asking yourself who's going to be four who's maybe going to be five right and we talked about equinamia st brown i think the bears will probably take six wide receivers into the season Bayless Jones has showed out well, and Tyler Scott is – but Tyler Scott to me has proven one thing that Bayless has. And while Bayless is making – he's having a really nice camp. He's making some really good plays, um, and and he's catching the ball much better. He's catching the ball much better this season. Looks like he knows where to be. Um, Tyler Scott looks like a guy that can be in there on every play. Bayless Jones to me looks like a guy that you can put out there for every play and you're going to do some things with him so that you can't simply tell what he is, but he feels like he's going to be that Tariq Cohen end around guy. The uh, I'm going to cut up the middle and just make something happen mm-hmm. out of nowhere, mm-hmm. that type of player. And so it, it it's not a slight to him. It's just, you know, I, I just feel that Tyler Scott right now is a little bit ahead of Bayless just because I think that he's doing more to get himself open than just be fast. Oh, uh, you ain't saying nothing. I'm not. A, I'm not going to disagree with because right now you know how I feel about uh, Vader. So, uh, anyway, he's having uh, a good camp though. I'm not going to lie. Like he looks. He looks. From the time I said cut him, he looks 250 percent better. He looks like an NFL wide receiver. But. Not better this guy. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Talk to me now. Talk to me. Uh, I, you know, we, we talk a lot about the uh, wide receivers. Uh, 
let's talk about the person getting them the ball. But you know, before we do that, let's talk about any any tight end play. And if you see anything like there, who's having um, a good camp? I know you spoke about this uh previously, but just on this show, who's having a good camp so far? Who surprised you? Um, well, I don't think you have many surprises there, but it's just camp too. And you know first what? Day, no, so. I, I'll give you a surprise. Honestly, tight end play was okay today. I mean, like they, they were they were check down guys. They did some okay things. It was nothing crazy. Um, which is what you want them to be. You want them to be the safety yeah. blanket for Justin Fields, and and they were. Cole Komet was out there; he was fine. Um, the surprise for me has been Terrell Smith. Mm. Bears took him in the fifth round. It, remember, we all talked about Tyreek Stevenson. Yeah. Tyreek Stevenson, number one guy. Tyreek Stevenson, he's going to be the number two next to Jalen Johnson. They, mm-hmm. It, it kind of felt like that was his job to lose. Um, but when you saw today, what what and Tyree Stevenson spoke at the podium today and said he did some some things basically that the coaching staff felt were rookie mistakes. And right now you're seeing Terrell Smith run with the ones out of Minnesota, uh, Steve. Oh, yeah. Terrell Smith. You're, you're seeing him run with the ones. And he had a play today where uh, I want to say it was PJ. It might have been Justin. Justin, I believe, th- throwing it in there, trying to fit it in between two guys. Um, ball bounces straight up because Tyler Smith, I'm sorry, Terrell Smith comes in, get his hands in, gets his hand in there, pops the ball up. Eddie mm-hmm. Jackson right there, boom, pick. They run down to the other side, and he's just having a really, really good camp here early. And I think that it's something that you have to really focus in on because there's one of two storylines here. There's one of two storylines. One. Tyler, or uh, it's too many T's on this goddamn team. Uh, Tyree <laughs> Stevenson, too many T's on this team, bro. Listen, you go get some of that too. You know what I mean? Uh, Tyreek Stevenson to me will work his way back in, and you might have gotten a steal in Terrell Smith. So now you're talking about a DB room that has depth. You've got Jalen Johnson as your one. You've got Tyreek Stevenson or Terrell Smith as your two. You've got either and one of them is going to be the three. Of course, you got Kyler Gordon in the slot. I felt coming into camp that we were in a situation here where, hey, listen, I this is football. Let's be 100%, knock on whatever you need to knock on to make yourself mm-hmm. feel good about it. But in football, people get hurt. So my biggest question was, hey, if we lose Tyree Stevenson or Jalen Johnson, we're quickly at Kendall Vildor. I don't want to see that. Nobody wants to see that. Mm-hmm. The opposing team's receivers want to see that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Vildor is yeah. cool, right? He's a, he's a good camp guy. But I don't want to see him being my starting DB. But it now feels like you have depth at that DB room. You have depth at the DB position. And to me, that makes me feel a little bit more confident coming into the season about the defense as a whole because now you're not just going out there with a question mark, especially with how much this team is going to be playing in that uh, – that, that the nickel basically mm-hmm. um at four it's like it's like it's a four three defense we're really playing a four two nickel right like it, it that's really what it is so you're gonna see more dbs on the field but here's the thing for me where the biggest question mark that maybe we can start having now but we'll see where it ends at the end of the season i feel like you might have two starting caliber DBs drafted in this draft mm. 
Where does that leave Jalen Johnson, who's in a contract year? Because guess what? As much as we like all the pass breakup numbers, as much as we like Jalen Johnson being a part of this team. You want the turnovers more than anything. I, I Forget the turnovers. Like, if these two are starting caliber guys, they cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. Bears want cheap. NFL teams want cheap. That's a crazy statement right there. <laughs> Baki said, heck no. Pat Vildor is a Sam Mustafer of defense. <laughs> <laughs> by the way those are the chats comments no one on the breeze uh, uh well you know what nah nah bro hey listen we're gonna keep it a buck nah we keep it a buck hey listen this is the thing i told mckee to his face right i told mckee i was like listen bro i know you cool with olin i know y'all train mustafer i know musty is your guy musty was not good he was very musty and we just came to a consensus on the show that sometimes Olin Krutz might just have to show up and beat me up for saying it, but I got to state my opinion. Like, I don't want to get beat up. Like, he a big dude. Like, we're going to have some issues. We're going to have to move some furniture around here. You know what I mean? Like, hey, listen, I told you how that's going to go down. We ain't, right. Right. Yes. That. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no lockers in this mug happening right hey, now. Bro. This ain't high school, my G. Hey, no. hey, but I just you was about... like, bro. Hey, we going to catch you at 3 o'clock if that's what you're talking about. Hey, no. Man, he was just so, he's just so We going to keep it pushing, bro. man. We going to keep Keep it pushed. I, you know, tell me a little bit about uh, let's keep it defense. What are you seeing from uh, uh, Javon Dexter, one of the people who was reported to have had to show out today? What do you, what did you see from your vantage point? You know what? He's he's adjusting to his role pretty well. Um, he's going from a, a penetrating st- or a two gap style defense to a penetrating style defense, and he seems like he's adjusting well to it. Um, in the one on ones, he looks good. And I mean, like, listen, that's that's all you can hope for at this point. It's day one of pads. I'm not sitting here losing my mind on anything that anybody's doing. Facts. But it, it's it's good to see him be able to create create some pressure, be able to force the pocket back a little bit. Um, I, I think at this point, right, when you when you look at the defense versus the offense, defensive line is usually going to come in a little bit more prepared because their job is more so just to go versus the offensive line who I have to rely on four dudes standing next to me on either side, unless you're a tackle. And then you, you got one side that's just you by yourself. Um, but I thought Javon Dexter looked good. I thought Zach Pickens and Javon Dexter together. Um, the, the first thing that, that you really get out of it is these guys are huge pause. Yeah. I mean, like the, these guys are, are it's large crazy. men, bro. I, it's 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 the only way to say it. Like I don't know, I don't know what else <laughs> to tell you. you know what I mean, like we can we can have whatever jokes we want, but like it, it's just it, it it is what it is. And so when you see them out there, you it was see overwhelming. Them, <laughs> you see them really reeking, just just being, you know, just just being the the guys that they look like rookies, but it looks like they're getting the system quick enough to feel good about them heading into the season. Now, with that being said, Andrew Billings and Justin Jones are still the ones running with the ones. Yeah. So you also have to take that into account as well. Um, For me, when I look at kind of where this team is defensively, the thing that stood out to me the most was the fact that that there was a couple of plays. There was maybe one play where I want to say Deontay Foreman ended up getting through and scoring a touchdown on the run. But down into the uh, uh, red zone, that defense was stifling the run. 
uh, something that they were 31st at in the NFL last season. Jesus. And this is coming in with a offensive line that was pretty good at run blocking last season. So you've got those two combinations. It was good to me to see the running game be able to stand out. Uh, or I'm sorry, the, the, the run blocking game be able to stand out. Of course, we want to see the offense. We want to see the offensive numbers. But it's a lot easier to score and, and win games when the other team isn't able to run it for 150, 200 yards a game against you. Mm. First day, like you said, first day of pads. We're not going to get too crazy, but we talked we talked defense. We talked receivers. Want to save this part a little bit last before we transition to something else. How's the ball getting to him? How's Justin looking? He looked – I mean, there's a couple of plays for sure – uh, that you probably could look at and say, you know, maybe you need to, you might need to fix that or you might need to do that one a little bit different or, um, you know, maybe throw it out a little bit cleaner. But he's also not throwing the ball away. Um, I think he's he's taking his lumps in practice now, almost to speak, because there's times where, yes, he's holding up the ball. He's, I'm sorry, yes, he's holding on to the ball um, and he's just running around and trying to make something happen where I think in the game, even though there are times where I'd like to see him dirt it, I think in the game he probably would, or he would take off and run. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Tevin Jenkins, we talked with him today, and he basically said that the coaching staff for him is telling them to, hey, uh, Justin can always run. He can always make a play into something into nothing. So – Make sure that you're blocking for him always because you never know what it's going to turn into. And I mean, I think that that's kind of what you're seeing, right? We saw him in seven on sevens get to the outside. Uh, There's a couple of throws that, I mean, there's a couple of throws that I saw today that I was like, I wouldn't have thrown that. Uh, But I also am not an NFL quarterback or maybe he shouldn't have thrown that. Maybe that's the right way to say it. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't have thrown it, right? Like I've been in the league. Yeah, you've been been throwing it. It Like, (laughs) what Chris Rock said. (laughs) Never mind. We can't say that on the show. Don't you can't say that. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. I thought about that for a second. I had to think about that. Uh, But no, man, I just there were a couple of throws that that I thought that he made that. You know, that. They would have put the team in a bad situation in a real game. Lift your mic up a little bit. You're a little, you, you sound a little low. My bad. Uh, that they would have put the team in a bad situation in a, in a real game, but they were in seven-on-seven seven drills or they were in one-on-one. I didn't see a ton of throws in the 11-on-11s that I was like, my God, what are, what are the Bears doing here? Um, and so I think there's the, – the real conversation coming out of day one of pads to me is that – there's a confidence here. And the one thing I do want to get into as well, some people getting a little too confident. You know what I mean? Like not too confident. Like there's a confidence here in this team. There's a confidence here in this offense. Uh, but we did get in in theory the kibosh of death thrown our way. Now, kid, I don't know how much sports talk radio you listened to growing up. Uh, but Michael Greenberg was uh, very, very, very he had a reputation for any team that he picked or anything that he wanted to be successful. The opposite happened. We heard Mike Greenberg today on get up say that he believes that Justin Fields, by the way, started it with mark my words. Oh no. Justin Fields will be the next superstar quarterback. 
Watch it end up being Jordan Love, thanks to him. Jordan Love did make a nice deep pass today, too, in one-on-ones, but we won't speak on that. But no, I just <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's funny, right, because I think it's the weirdest part in the world, the weirdest thing ever, is that the cool thing now to do is support Justin Fields, believe in Justin Fields, believe in, understand, oh, now all the – all of a sudden after the season is over, right, all these guys are understanding because you don't want to be looked at like Colin Cowherd. Now, listen, I think Colin Cowherd is a, is a terrible analyst. I think he's, he's a hot take guy. And, you know, really on, on the side, on the side of, of stuff that I'm on, right. People love him because people watch him. And so he's great at entertainment. I can't take anything away from what he is as an entertainer, but I can't stand listening to the guy because he talks on things he doesn't know about. Yeah. I mean, like, like I, I I don't, I would never come in a room and sit here and tell you that I know everything that's going on with the Chicago Blackhawks right now. But if you brought me a Blackhawks topic, I'd do a little research before I went and ran my mouth about it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So with all that being said, it feels like now the cool thing is to everybody jump on the Justin Fields bandwagon. And not to say I'm gatekeeping, but I kind of don't like it because y'all wasn't here last season in an understanding position when he had Byron Pringle as his number one. I, you know what? I actually, I'm on, I'm on that with you. And you know what my position has been? My position has always been um, not to fall in a trap of praising so much that we set the bar so high. We set our expectations so high that we don't allow room for improvement. And that's the biggest thing that I have. And I've seen it happen to a lot of different athletes across multiple sports, but I've seen it happen in Chicago several, several times. Um, I've seen it happen. We got 82 people in this, like 17 likes, bro. Hit that like button. Stop playing. Hit that like button, bro. What we doing? Um, I like Colin Cowherd. I'm not going to lie. I agree with a lot of what he says in some sports, right? I, you know, I really don't look at him for any other sport. I, I do feel him on some of his football. What sport do you things. look at Colin Cowherd for? I can't even tell you what sport he specializes in. I would assume NFL. I thought NFL and NBA were his jam. Definitely not NBA. It's no way. I mean, <laughs> have no, you seen some not, of Colin like, Cowherd's? Have you seen some of Colin Cowherd's top ten NBA lists out here, dog? <laughs> I, you know, I saw his list, and you, you know why I respected his list. He had a really thought out explanation for him where some people will put up a list and they just be like, that's just how I feel. And I was like, yeah, well, that's why it sucks. <laughs> like, but, but if he had a point, he, he explained it. And I was just like, you know what? I disagree. But the simple fact that you thought this out or somebody wrote this, wrote it out this well for you, I can see how you got to that conclusion. I just don't, see, dis- I, don't. I just disagree. And that's see, the his, beauty of sports his, his. talk. Like, I don't have to agree with you. But if you have some, if you have tangible, or if you have enough evidence to support your claim, whether I think is right or wrong, I can I can get with that because at least I know I'm not talking to a casual. See, this and that's how I feel about college. Here's the tough part, though, right? Because I can sit here and explain to you till I'm blue in the face why the metrics would tell me that Patrick Williams is going to be a top twenty NBA player next season. And I can give you all the statistical analysis that says if the Chicago Bulls do this, he'll turn into this and he'll make this happen. And now it's still a load of bull crap. But I can sit here and make an argument for you that 
technically would make sense based on what statistical analysis is. No, no. You heard that Jerry Stackhouse and Gilbert Arenas conversation? Hey, bro, listen. This hey, listen. Is all, hey, all I'm saying is. You average seven points this season. You're going to average nine points this season. Hey. You are not making a 10-point jump. Ain't no way in the world, y'all. And if anybody said that Patrick Williams is going to be a top 20 player hey, hey. and they, they are accredited, sports writer or there's someone known within the youtube space go ahead block their channel dog because that's just stupid that hey, man bro, is that listen, man averaged 10 check. points this season he gonna average 13 points next season at most stop playing hey, with your boy hey, anyway 13 would be good we, we 13 I'm, I'm i'm feeling good right now with what we got right man, now could have averaged 13 when he's hey, he before he's passing 13, up all them shots but if he averaged 13 that means a couple of times we're getting 17 points per game out of this man that's all i'm saying you it know what i mean like that that means that means <laughs> once a week we probably getting 17 points per game out of him we feeling a little bit better but my hey, point listen. is i can give you statistical analysis analysis or i can give you a breakdown of all like you can skew anything to look any kind of way that don't That's mean true. you know what you're talking that. about and here's the thing if i it, how colin it, and i don't want this to become a slander fest on colin it was more so just a joke to say you know like be, i feel like because he came out so hard against justin fields and called him a bust now everybody else is like oh justin's feelings might have been hurt by that so now we have to try and console it because here's here's the issue right here's the issue this is this is what this is what kwame brown did to sports talk if i'm a credit kwame brown for anything this is what kwame brown did to sports talk and and it and it goes in and and it's because of all the ben simmons and all that situation now we're worried about if players feel bad about bad performances now we're worried about, and not not we, but like now when you hear national sports talk, we're worried about if players are upset about how what I said about the player. We're not worried about if what I said about the player is true. And I just, I can't follow that. And that's how the national, because now, right, all of a sudden, say Colin Cowherd says Justin Fields is a bust. Well, now if, uh, uh, um, Shady McCoy comes out, says he's a bust. Now, if uh, Stephen A. Smith comes out, says he's a bust. Now, if right, like everybody's on it. Oh, well, now you're 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 causing him issues uh, in his personal life because everybody thinks that he sucks. Well, you know how you prove those people wrong. You know how people have proved them wrong forever. You want to know what they said about Kobe Bryant on the way to multiple championships? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what they and said I about just, Kobe Bryant after he airballed three times in a playoff game. Bruh, I just 18? I just can't I can't get down with the I have to overcorrect with somebody. Now listen, I do agree. Maybe Mike Greenberg really feels this way. And I'm not saying that he doesn't, but it's the overcorrection that we're seeing from everybody in sports talk right now. And I'm somebody who really does believe Justin Fields should be a 4,000 yard passer this season. I'm telling y'all, I'm yeah. sitting here, I'm watching it. I'm watching what DJ Moore is doing. I'm watching how literally he can, Justin Fields is going through his reads quicker. He's literally like, I'm telling y'all, if he can go through his reads quicker and on top of that, he's still like, I think people think like him being a passing quarterback means he can't use his legs no more. Like you still not going to catch him. Like <laughs> they're not so stagnant me, beans. It's like, it's not, this is not like one of those old Tecmo Bowl games where it's like my QB can only do one thing at a time. Like, yeah. no, you can do a lot of stuff at the same time. <laughs> they didn't, they I, didn't put the code in for him to do that yet. He man, got the code I, I, I'll say this. I can't 
I'm with you. And I'm also against this whole cancel culture behind it. You can't cancel people that don't want to be canceled. Now, some things, some things. Some things yeah. you can get canceled. Some with. things like, is an extreme, all right? I don't some, want people some to Some people want to go too far, right? Some yeah. people want to be like, you can't cancel me. Be like, yeah, like, like Kanye TV, went on a road, a, 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 a road that it was like, hey, Kanye, you're doing too much. Too soon. All right. <laughs> too, you went too far. All right. That, that's a cancelable thing now. He's you don't need too much. But like some people space. will sit there and they just stand on what they believe in. And it's like, yeah. hey, you can't cancel that. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, I'm sorry that Kwame Brown feels that way. I'm, ha- You know what? I'm happy that you was able to buy your mother a house on the golf course. That don't mean you lived up to the spot that you got drafted in. You a bust. At the end of the day, Patrick Williams ain't lived up to number four. I don't care what the scenario situations are. You're a bust so far. That's just how that works out. That mean you won't be having a, a great career. Uh, me won't mean you won't have a long career. You could be a journeyman. I don't care what you are. But there's still opportunity for you to play. The way Justin Field played initially, I can see why Colin Carroll would say he's a bust. But see, guess my, what? Issue, my issue with Colin is Colin is saying he's a bust with no context. And Colin was also the dude that was like all of a sudden riding for him and had no idea who was on the team when we traded for Chase Claypool. Remember the Armstrong clip? <laughs> <laughs> you got Claypool. You've got now Darnell Mooney. You've got Armstrong. You've got... Who's that? <laughs> Who the heck is that? <laughs> that don't even sound like there's not even a player in any sport right now named Man, Armstrong. What the heck like, are we talking about? BJ's son make it to the league and I missed it. <laughs> but you know what? It's just one of those things where the commentary at the time fit. However, you still have a space and opportunity to change the narrative on your career. It's 100%. just what happened this particular season does not mean that it has to translate to the next season. It doesn't mean that that has to be the narrative for his entire career. And you people got to realize that that happens on both ends of the spectrum. It don't just happen to rookies who are in bad situations. Look at Russell West, uh, Wilson. I always want to say Westbrook. Look at Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson hey. has been a stud most of his career. He gets one really bad season. Everybody's like, he ain't got it no more. Hey, bro, not even that. But all of a sudden, it was just random slander. It was just like, he's a squ- Now, listen, I do feel like he lame. But I need y'all to understand something. Him being lame don't stop him from playing most, football. Most of, the, most of the lame dudes do end up with the bad chicks. Like, Russell Wilson is just the famous version of it. Like, all them nerds in high school and college that y'all saw, that most you was like, man, like, that mug is, he the nerdiest dude I've ever seen. That man is a doggone CFO at Microsoft with a baddie on his arm right now. And you trying to figure out how to flip these burgers at McDonald's. <laughs> they don't even flip burgers no more i seen the mcdonald's ad they bring a little down on top of it i don't like it i don't know how i got there don't worry about it hey let's pay some bills real quick man we gotta we gotta pay some bills on the daily show real quick and then we're gonna get back into a little bit more sports talk before we get up out of here man appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love hit that like button subscribe to the page man we do talk chicago sports daily on this channel only channel talking chicago sports how chicago talk so make sure you get in tune with us man uh man listen we gotta tell you guys about goat coats goat coats still rocking with the windy city breeze out here if you're looking for high quality merch BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then... 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. The where... Um, Bears, Bulls, Cubs, White Sox. I mean, the list literally goes on. I'm going to give you the Chicago ones, but you can get it for any team. I saw Stephen Curry win this fire. I saw a Kobe Bryant one that's immaculate yeah, with the championship jersey. Cool. Absolutely fire. Goat Coats has you covered. They provide a stylish look that keeps things simple for going out to eat before or after going to a game, but can- captures the fandom of Chicago sports fans inside their premium bomber jacket. And here's the best part. For a limited time, use the promo code Windy City to receive 5% off your purchase of a single item or, and you're going to want to double up on items here, ladies and gentlemen, Windy City 2 to save 15% on any order of two items or more. Don't wait. Visit GoCoats.com today and discover why we here at The Breeze believe this Chicago merch for Chicago fans. Let's get back into the show. Boom. Let's get back into the show. Back into it. Back into it. Talking about this. You know what? That we haven't talked about at all. And probably because we didn't see a whole lot of it. Eh, we saw some of it. Uh, run game. And this is this is actually important to talk about because obviously you see the stuff that's happening with Jonathan Taylor. You see some stuff happening with the RB market. You know, people are throwing some fillers out there saying, should the bull, uh, I want to say bull so bad. Uh, the bear, should the bears be sitting there taking some flyers on some of these people, especially since ain't nobody really getting paid? What do you think about that? How, what did you see? Obviously, I know a lot of this is speculation. I don't want to, you know, we tell don't, you any we particular don't need thought to go after, on it. We don't need to go after any running backs. Um, pass rush is where we need to be focusing our minds right now. There's, there's no room on this team for any running backs. 
It just isn't. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, there's no room to be paying running backs. <laughs> like, 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 I'm sorry. Like, again, things can be right. true. That doesn't mean that things don't have to be. Think that, how's the right way to say this? There's two things that can happen. Things can be true and unfair. Is it unfair that the running backs aren't getting paid right now? Sure. If they That's feel that true. way, sure. Are they being overused? 100%. I agree with all of that. Is it true that their position struggles after the, the age of 28? That's true. Is it true that the value of a running back drops tremendously after 28 because their yards per uh, run drops? That's true. That's true. Is it true that more times than not, when you give that big contract to a running back, it doesn't result in not only just championships, but playoff wins? That's true. And so for me with the Bears, there's nothing to look at there. There's absolutely nothing to look at there. I'm not worried about the running back market in the slightest. I'm I'm very okay with where the Bears are right now uh, with Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman. Yeah, they struggled a little bit today versus the run defense, but I think that's more a, 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 a notch in the hat of the run defense being well. And it's also the first day in pads where the offensive line is trying to kind of fit, kind of trying to figure out where they're going. I also think that uh, when you look at the offensive line today, we didn't talk about this. No Nate Davis today. Flus didn't give an update on it, but no mm, Nate Davis. Okay. He didn't play. He didn't come out starting at right guard. So you had Lucas Patrick back in there, and he looked okay. invigorated. He looked like he was happy to just be playing football again. That's a new guy that's working his way in with the starting unit. Um, not to say that they haven't had him in there before, but – I was I talked with Courtney Cronin today on the Chicago Bears podcast, and you, and she literally, you know, she said this was Lucas Patrick's team. This was his offensive line last year mm-hmm. until he got hurt, and then it couldn't be his offensive line. Like it literally was last season. They were last season. They were to the point where Lucas Patrick was higher on the depth chart than Cody Whitehair, and Cody Whitehair has been here for now eight years Mm. like that's where we finished camp at and when he came back we thought that was going to happen but of course he never was able to be healthy enough so it was good to see him out there he was having fun he seems 100 healthy he was like throwing people over his shoulder he was like not like playfully like he was picking up the running backs picking (laughs) up receivers when they scored like having a good time out there and i mean listen it's 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 what you want to see. It's it's you. We heard Tevin Jenkins talk today about what his favorite time of day here is at training camp, and he said it's when I'm in the room with my offensive line. Um, we have a good time in there. We get our work done, but we have fun. And this, the one thing that I've learned from doing the Chicago Bears podcast, and now coming over here to do, uh, you know, be in the building for training camp and different things like that, is the most important thing that you can see out of a team is the camaraderie and the brotherhood. And this team, of course, early on, right? No, no games are being played, but it feels like they have that culture here. When I talked to Lance about what peanut did or what uh, um, Brian did or stuff like that, it's like, I'm talking about, Hey man, what's your, what's your little brother doing? Or what is your big brother doing? Over mm-hmm. there? When I talked to J Mac about Tommy Harris, or any of those guys, right? Like it, they, it's a family, it's a vibe. Like they, they, and that's why, right, like, 
I think of even when Tyreek Hill left Kansas City and he said, you know, Tua is the best quarterback I've ever played with, blah, blah, blah. He said um, most accurate. He didn't say best. Most accurate. He said most accurate quarterback I've ever played with. You saw Pat. Like, man, whatever, dog. Like, that's <laughs> probably texted him right after practice. Like, such a goof. Man, what are you talking about right now? He dog? probably in the back like, what am I supposed to say? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what am I supposed to say? They gave me the money. I got to say something. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so, for me, I'm, I'm excited about where this Bears team is, not just because of the talent that I think this team does yeah. have, but because of the vibes that are in there, like these guys are having a good time. These guys, are, and you want to know what makes it a good time? Completing passes. And I know training camp doesn't mean much to most people. <laughs> but you know when training camp means a lot? When I throw a corner pass and it goes five yards over the receiver's head. <laughs> then, then we sitting here having a very different conversation. You want to be, you want to be Trey Lance in San Francisco right now? Y'all saw that? Doing I didn't that see little, what happened. Uh, basically, he he did a drill where he ran back and forth through the football and it sailed five yards over the guy's head. Consistently, I I want to say he did it two times in a row. They just had it recorded. You know, you can't keep your phone out for like a whole. You did like they got like quarters at least at Bears camp. I don't know how San Francisco camp is, but you just right like when you see things like that, you sit there and panic. Think about when Mitch was here. When Mitch was here, we spent all training camp panicking. We finished every training camp day like Mitch. I mean, he, he had a he had a better day today. You know, he was hitting guys in, in near the hands. Allen Robinson made a tough catch, and we we haven't had one day like that. You know, there's one thing I know we didn't talk about. I don't know if you had much, and I know we're coming to the end of this one. Uh, and thank you, Baki, for for saying uh, check Twitter, uh, but. Anything about Roy being claimed by the Bears? Did you get a chance to even look into that? About who being claimed by the Bears? Bra- Bravion? Bra- Bravion? It's two V's in that joint, so it may throwing me off. There's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, some tough names out here, bro. Bra- I want to say Bravion, but it's like that's that should be just one V. When did Baki tweet it? I don't, I don't even it's see. three hours ago. Mentions from three hours ago. I haven't checked into it, so I'm not going to speak on what I haven't checked into yet. Defensive tackle Bravion Roy claimed by the Bears per sources, played 45 games uh, with 15 starts for Carolina, now gives the Bears an interior presence. The Bears had an interior presence today. I like guess it's cool. I like I know it, it's it's good. It's it's nice depth. It's depth. That's that's all the move is really. I'm actually kind of like really really upset that I don't know how to pronounce this man's name. <laughs> like, Braviad or Braviad? Because it, it's y'all gotta understand. Brav is B R A V V I. It's like it. it <sighs> hey, what what Rondo said? He said, uh, he said, "Hey, where where Rondo come from? What's going on with that?" My mama was just making stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I, I think that, it, I mean, it's death. He, he's a, he's a camp body. He's a 26 year old who, who was waived. You know what I mean? Like that, that tells you what you need to know. Maybe he, maybe he stands out. Maybe he does more, but who the heck was he throwing to? Oh, you thought you saw that Trey Lance play? Yeah. Baki tagged me in the G. Oh, that's maybe what that's what Baki's that? talking about. That maybe man's that's, trash. Yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> That man's girl. Well, oh Yo. man, they they're definitely he's he's definitely the backup. 
Brock Purdy's gonna be a starter there. Oh yeah, Brock Purdy's already. They, they listen. Brock earned it. Okay, well nobody says Brock earned it. It's kind of <laughs> weird how he came into that <laughs> situation. I kid, I kid, there wasn't a lot of options. It ain't like he took the job from somebody. Like he was the only one healthy. <laughs> he was the only one healthy, but he came in and they didn't lose a game. They didn't lose a game. Like, how do you sit there and say, "Hey, dog, thanks for not, uh, not thanks for not stinking it up." Sit on the bench after you do the reason we're there. Like, nah, went bro. In, went into the playoffs up. with him too. Went into the playoffs. Baki said, Pat, they said Trey is third string. It don't surprise me right now. Trey's still coming back from injury, ain't he? Like, he's still working his way back in. Like, I wouldn't say that he's ready to go, clearly. But I mean, he had a broken foot. I, I mean, it's not like they shouldn't. Like, it's not like he, like, he I mean, should he's, be starting. He's, he's playing. It's just, I don't know, man. Like, I, Trey to me, I think Trey will go to another team and still be mildly successful. I do think that no matter what, you'll regret not drafting Justin Fields there. Does it does it matter? I mean, you can't this hindsight is always 2020. But the way it happened, do you think that GM gets fired eventually? Trade, he, I, I I give y'all this, right? Because they traded a lot for for, hey, for him. Hey, Bears, Bears fans. Payback is sweet. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Because Trey Lance (laughs) is San Francisco's Mitch Trubisky. Actually, 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 Trey Lance is worse. He's Mike Glennon. (laughs) He's that Mike Glennon, isn't he? Trey Lance is worse. Because he still gets paid all that money. Mitch Trubisky has a winning season. Has a winning record, actually. No, nah, I think it's on the, the other side now. Got there uh, after Pittsburgh. He was losing a lot there. But well, I'm talking about for the Bears. Oh, for the Bears, yeah. No, but Mitch record. Trubisky is uh, actually got a, a playoff record. He don't have a win, but a record. <laughs> like he, you know what I mean? Like Mitch Trubisky has things that you can look at and go, "Hey, man, maybe there was hope somewhere." And then there was none. You have no idea what Trey Lance can do. No clue. Hey, you know and what? No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I gotta give I gotta give some pushback on that one. Because Trey Lance does have several touchdowns. They put him in for some gadget plays, this here and that and the other. He has some promise. Him getting hurt is not on him, right? I can't, I, I'm not gonna put that on him. That's I think what you just said would be very fitting for Jordan Love. Because Jordan Love got drafted, and then Aaron Rodgers still won MVP and all that stuff. And you see him there after sitting behind one of the best QBs who've ever played, and we still don't know what the heck is he, what the heck he's doing. That's that's kind of one of those things there. I, I can't sit there, mainly because he got hurt. I don't think that's fair to down a player because of how he got hurt. He broke – it ain't like he just sat there and was like, oh, my head hurt. No, he broke that joint. <laughs> like, right. So, so I got to keep it a spade on that one, dog. I can't but, let that one ride. But, right, if he was doing the things in practice that made them feel confident in his game, if he was doing the things in the game that made him feel confident – they weren't confident in him being the starter coming into last season. They just didn't have a choice because they drafted that mark so high. If he were doing the things that they felt confident that would translate onto the field, he would still be the starter. 
even with Brock Purdy winning, even with right, like Kyle Orton was winning games with with the Bears, and they still said Rex Grossman is our quarterback. Why? Because we drafted Rex higher. I, you know what this I, I this is going to be different. It's not me being a contrarian to what you're saying at all. But what I do feel like Brock Purdy and some other individuals, uh, I think what's the other kid on uh, Washington? Mac Jones. Oh, on nah, Washington. I like Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is is you know he's be just in a bad year. situation. Like, but I always thought he was one of the better QBs. In He'll that be draft. better. I don't care what nobody say. On uh, Washington. Oh, Tyler Heineke. Like, like I'm not saying like oh, but their story. Like when they got their opportunity, look at how they showed up and how they played and stuff like that. Heineke had was had had a nice little run. Yeah, but it, the thing with guys like that is right. There's always that ceiling. There's always that. This is what I can get to now with Purdy. Right, the team. The good thing about San Francisco, the reason that they can do this, it's, it's so insulated. stacked in a system. They it's have. insulated. Like yeah. literally, like they probably could get Mike Glennon out there and he couldn't screw it up. Here's the thing. I don't think that there is, you can put a ceiling on those particular players because the looks are different. I'll tell you this right now. This and is how this is how like the looks are totally how different. Good San Francisco is. Mitch would win. I believe that. Mitch would win there. I believe that. I don't I don't think at any point anybody left believes that Mitch Trubisky is a good starting quarterback. Like he's a great, he, he's probably your best case scenario. He's a bottom in the league tier right now. quarterback in this league. He's probably your best case scenario for a good backup, right? He's he's probably your best backup in the NFL right now. I give you that. In that situation in San Francisco, Mitch Trubisky would win. Mitch Trubisky would win playoff games. Because you have a lot of things to hide deficiencies. But so so here's my point though. People like Tyler Heineke, Taylor Heineke, Tyler Heineke. I'm um, forgive me on you know Taylor Tyler. You know it's weird. It's a weird one. It's, it could be Heineken, Heineke, Heineke. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But whatever the the situation is, right there. Um, the one thing I would say is third string people who are are drafted in those positions or undrafted in some of these cases, they don't get the same opportunities. They don't get the same looks. They don't get the same reps. They don't get the same any the treatment. Period. Yeah. to be that guy. So it's a very uphill battle, even from a psychological standpoint. I, you see this a lot in basketball. Like, there's some people who could really, really hoop, but they don't get put in the same positions to kind of showcase their particular skill set. And so you never really know what they're what they're about because they never yeah. get the same opportunity. Whereas if you have a kid who comes into the league, any of these leagues, both leagues, and he's he comes in as a stud, no matter how bad he, he looks initially, there's always the give him some time. Give him yeah, some time. Yeah, yeah. Well, on the flip side, it's like, well, this kid has no – we have no hope. So he could be out there balling. But the moment he makes those mistakes, we see that's why he's a third stringer. When it's like realistically still one INT. It was just one bad possession and stuff like that that you would have given that leeway there. The psychology behind it is better. It's a book that I read about it. And so I say all that to say I thought last season was one of those seasons where you could kind of see that if the team – if football teams actually just – drafted well obviously and they put the right pieces in place there's a lot there's a lot more talent from the qb position than just this top 10 conversation that could be i think we're in a, we're coming into an era where we're gonna have a lot we're gonna have to start expanding how we grade qbs because it's not you can't even have a top 10 conversation anymore without struggling well, you're almost you got, at like top 15 now your guys your guys who are okay qbs are top 10 qbs sometimes right 
Like your top, your top two, maybe three are leaps and bounds better than everybody else. And then it's kind of like the okay crew. It's the, all right, there's some nice guys in there. You fit some guys in. And I mean, Justin Fields, the athletic just did their QB tier list. And Justin Fields comes in at 22. He's on there with a lot of guys who um, you probably would say are better quarterbacks than that, right? Mac Jones is, is in the, the third tier with Justin Fields. Um, uh, uh, who else was in there? Two of us. Which I don't understand, there. by the way. Well, Mac I Jones. Don't. Mac, Mac looked bad last year, but it's because of what was around him. But again, context, right? Context matters. We can't we can't sit here and praise Colin in one in one side and 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 uh, you know kill the athletic on the other. But that's true. I, I that. think uh, I'm trying to find this article and we can finish out on this because we've been going for about an hour on this mug, man. Good it's about an hour. Hey, we, we, we gave we told him we were gonna give him that. In. If y'all ain't if y'all ain't hit that like button yet, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Here it is. So basically, here's your tears, right? So. Uh, tier one, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. They got Justin Herbert tier one. I'm not there yet. I'm sorry. Like, I like I like Justin Herbert. I think that he is a really, really good quarterback. I need my quarterbacks to be good in the clutch. I'm going to be honest with you. Just Josh Allen and Justin Herbert are the same QB. Josh Allen got a lot more fumbles and interceptions, actually. When you look at Josh Allen numbers, it's crazy. But Josh Allen be winning. So Josh Allen, yeah, but he's also in a system. He's the best defense in the league as well. Let's be real. To me, Jalen Hurts should be tier one, but they got him leading tier two. Got it went to the Super Bowl last year, right? Crazy. He's tier two for sure. Got him leading tier two. Relax there. Lamar Jackson (laughs) right behind him. Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott. Matt Stafford, who I don't even I didn't even know he was still alive, basically. Like we haven't heard anything about wow, Pat, Deshaun really? Watson and Kirk Cousins. That's your tier two right now. Deshaun Watson probably moves back into tier one by the end of this season, by the way. There's no and way then in the world tier Kirk three, is the bottom of tier two, bro. <laughs> Stop playing with me. These are the people who they have grouped with Justin Fields, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Jared Goff, Russell Wilson. Tua Tagovailoa, Jimmy Garoppolo, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, Justin Fields, Ryan Tannehill, Mac Jones. Every one of those guys. I disagree with that. Maybe I even throw Tannehill in there, even though he might be a little bit over the hill. Is an okay quarterback. Okay to above average. Like Russ, legit, is, so, Russ, one bad season does not make Russ uh, okay or bad. Russ, Russ, had a bad Russ had a historically bad season last year. Like it, it was pretty awful. He had a historically bad now, coach. Too. Now, he'll even Sean Payton was like, he's bad. <laughs> oh, he'll bounce back. No, I, I, I knew that. As soon as they hired Sean Payton, I was like, he's back. Like, don't even book it. Sierra's going to be twerking. Everybody. Wins. Hey, hold on. Wait, who else did you put in tier three? Like, Justin being there because of the two years he's had, I can see why. Jalen like, Hurts. The difference between Russ and Justin is Russ has a resume. Justin really d- hasn't developed that yet. So I'm that's sorry. why I can say uh, Justin being in tier three by default, I can see that, right? Yeah. But Tua, ta- Tua I- I'm not a Tua fan, so it, I have I no told stock. You flip it. I, have no I told you to flip it. It looked better. Flip it. I swear. Uh, do it. What's the I'm other guy? You. I'm telling you to do it. Go watch his highlights, but flip them. Like, put the mirror you dig on. I'm telling you, it looks crazy. <laughs> Gino, yeah, I- I'm going to do that, too. I'm free. I'm going to do it. Gino, I can understand. Gino, Mac Jones. But here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. None of the, to your point, this is the point I'm making. None of these quarterbacks are bad. They're just not great. They're not the best of the best. And you know what changes that? One season of them being great. One player. Like literally with Justin Fields, when they put him on here, 
They say he's tier three because of the season that he had. But, and this is GMs and scouts that are that are evaluating this. But don't be surprised if he's at the top of tier two next year. I has a long jump. Justin Fields is 23. That means you the top of tier two means you think that he's going to be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL next year. Which is also another thing that irritates me. That I didn't even do. hear Dak Prescott's name. Uh, Dak is tier two. I had him in there. I didn't hear Dak, Dak was above Matthew Stafford. So he's tier two. He's, he, he, they got him top 10 quarterback in the NFL, which, which is probably right. They have Dak as a top 10 quarterback? He probably, yeah, Dak's a top 10 quarterback. Hey, I look back at those INTs. He had a lot of bad hey, like, he receivers. Johns, bro. Hey, he be, he be, nobody talks about it because it's America's team, but he be Jameis Winston in some of them joints, bro. <laughs> like some of them was bad, but he had like, it was like five or six of them where the receiver had the ball and the ball just like, I don't, it's like, it's in the air again. It's like, what just happened here? Yeah. Like, but he got a nice little case to say that, hey, I'm I'm more accurate than this stat trying to show. He, he's no, the one QB sure. I can say he has a very, very good fighting chance on that. For I got to sure. give him but that. I think, I think the main thing is, right, when you look at lists like that, like I, I named you the top 20 quarterbacks in the NFL. Most of them you feel like are pretty okay quarterbacks. So to your point, while we're ch- – it's like I say with Justin Fields, why I expect him to go out and be able to get me 80 yards. Or I'm sorry, 80 yards, 4,000 yards, because that list of the top 20, most of those guys have 4,000-yard seasons. What? No matter what you think about them, no matter how you feel about them, I mean, Mahomes has a 5,000. Burrow, I believe, has a 5,000. Allen has a 5,000. Rodgers has a 5,000. Herbert has – A-Rod, I think, has a 5,000. But either way – 4,000 plus, right? Herbert has 4,000 plus. Hertz is just under 4,000. Lamar under 4,000. Trevor Allen Lawrence has a 4,000 yard 5, 000, season. But he's, he's, he's the highest he's had is 4,500. Okay, so right there, right? Uh, but like 78 touchdowns and like six picks or something <laughs> like that. Like that's <laughs> hey, how it be. Hey, I get, hey, still a freakishly good yeah, quarterback. Yeah, yeah. You know, it Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford, Deshaun Watson, Kirk Cousins, Kyler, Derek Carr, Jared Goff, Russell Wilson, Tua, Jimmy. Like, all of these guys – and Daniel Jones. They got Daniel Jones above Justin Fields. That's crazy to me. But all of these guys have a uh, a 4,000-yard season for the most part. And that's why I have these expectations of Justin Fields. That's why I come into this season saying Justin Fields should be able to do this, should be able to make these plays, should be able to do more. Because it's just the norm. I'm not asking him to do something crazy. If he gets a 5,000-yard season, my God, we're going to the Super Bowl, crown him, and uh, we'll all be excited. I'll see y'all there. We're running in the streets. I'm not taking my clothes off. Seems to be a theme when you go to the Super Bowl unexpected. I, I feel like every city's done that. Yeah, you could have saved. You could have saved that one, dog. I'm just, it's just, just what? Uh, I, the one it. thing I will say is I like to see the progression. Um, Josh Allen is the is the best thing that uh, best comp for this. He went from three thousand yards to forty five hundred yards, fifteen hundred yard gap. Um, huge improvement, right? Yeah. While only throwing one extra INT, so he went from 9 to 10, but he threw 17 extra TDs. Now, we know why. Receiver, all right? Very good comp, uh, uh, comparison. Receiver, offensive line, all that. Yeah, they, they like, very good comparison. So I'm with you. I am going to say that 3,500 is where I need him to be at. I'm happy if he gets to 3,200 because of how – I think we still play a little conservative. We may still play a little conservative. Well, he'll be he'll be running too, right? It might be 30, 
it might be 4,000 total yards, right? Like Lamar Jackson won his MVP off of 3,200 passing yards and 1,000 and yards rushing. When did he throw 3,200 yards? Lamar Jackson's MVP year, he threw 3,200 yards, a 31 and some change, whatever it is. Like that's, that's you know, that's, that's Lamar. Like it's nothing crazy. He also had like, what do you have? 40 touchdowns 36 touchdowns 36 touchdowns you know what i mean like like it's nothing crazy to say but that's his mvp season yeah so like i can see justin fields having a successful season in that manner but i don't think that he will have a successful season like that because lamar jackson did that without a dj Moore. so to wrap it up yeah so to wrap it up i put this up here just because i feel like it, it came full full circle do you think ultimately that Justin will be superstar going at superstar tier going into or coming after out of next season? I believe that Justin Fields will be viewed as a superstar because I believe that he'll be the first quarterback that looks good in a Chicago Bears jersey. Now, does that mean that he's top five? I don't know if I'm there yet. I would love to see him be there. But I think that Justin Fields will be like, you have to understand when the, if the Chicago Bears ever, if, if Justin Fields is the quarterback that the Chicago Bears finally get, one, he speaks to every demographic. Yeah. He speaks to pretty much what the face of the city is. Yeah. He would vault to, I mean, he not even vault. He probably already is. The most famous athlete in this city. No. But yeah, I'm with you. probably the most famous athlete in this city, dog. No, but I'm with you though. I'm with who, <laughs> who else? I mean, Zach Levine still pulls a lot of punch. Zach, Zach Levine. Really Zach Levine still got a lot Zach, of power in the city. Zach don't dog. be out of Zach don't be out and about though. Like Justin just, just pop up on the south side and you just be like, hey dog, what you doing here? Like, yeah, get out of here, bro. Like they shoot over here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'll say this. He starts winning some games, it's his city hands down. No matter what the Bulls do, the Bulls could win the championship. If Justin Fields gets to a playoff or makes a decent playoff run, it's Chicago is his city. No matter I, I, what I, I, happens I on the lie. Bulls. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's a good question. We're gonna put that up as a poll as well. Uh uh, that's a good question right there. But I ain't gonna lie to you though. Now nah. if the Bulls win a championship. And Justin is just winning games. Nah, it's, it's gonna be. If the Bulls win a championship and, and Justin Bulls, is winning playoff games, oh, if Justin is be, winning playoff games, he's winning playoff, playoff games. games. It's his city. Playoff. Like, it's probably the, his city. The, hey, probably that's his the city. only thing. Justin just has to win games. He don't have to be the best of the best. He don't have to be top five. All Justin has to do is have a slightly above five hundred record and not look like Dak Prescott. And guess what? <laughs> guess what? Me baby? Black her cousins. Hey, or Kirk. Hey, no, listen, listen. He he throws he throws some Kirk Cousins numbers up there. It's still his city. Yeah, he throws some Kirk Cousins numbers up there. It's his city. It's his city. Honest. Okay, hey, y'all can hate Kurt all you want to. Them passing yards let you know that that boy don't be playing. He put some Kirk Cousins numbers up there. It's Justin City. Everybody's right, well, gonna have a jersey. Everyone's gonna have a number one jersey. And we not hey, gonna be thinking I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't even buy current players jerseys because I just believe that they all let you down. I would buy a Justin Fields jersey. <laughs> he did that like it to be why. The, the funny thing is, you're going to have, if he starts to win games, you're going to have that conversation. Who's the most important number one to the city? He wins a championship? Nah, I don't think you're having that conversation. 
Because Derrick Rose, I mean, he got the MVP and an ECF loss. Like if he if 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 Justin Fields becomes a franchise quarterback, that's all they got to do. Become a franchise. That's, that's all they got. It's do. not hard to never, do in Chicago. It's never been done. It's never been done before. That's all they got to do. Like, <laughs> that's why it's not hard to do because no one's ever stuck around. <laughs> hey, that's facts, bro. It's it's so funny because Joe, uh, Super Producer Joe Hope, is working on a new list, right? Um, and it is about you know top tens in the in the Chicago. Uh, in the sport of football, I ain't gonna spoil it for him. But he says he literally goes, "If if Justin Fields is just good, he's dang near at the top of the list. <laughs> like it's just him. Like that's how it is. Hey, the best QB to have ever walked in this building. Hey, he might already be, but we'll see, man. But hey, has we been, appreciate you guys. For hey, get out of here, man. We gotta go. <laughs> We appreciate y'all for rocking with us. As always, man, we'll be back tomorrow at 6 p.m. Breaking down what I saw at training camp. I'll be at training camp tomorrow. There's no practice Thursday, and I won't be there Friday uh, because I got to re- record uh, the Chicago Bears podcast over in uh, over by Deer. But we'll be here all of those days at 6. The Daily Show is back. Stay tuned in with us. Stay locked in with us, man. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. And if you missed part of this and you just want to listen to it on the go, we also have the podcast side as well. So tune in with us on that. As always, man, for P. Kidd, it's your boy, Pat the Designer, back at it again. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Windy City Breeze. Peace. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.